How about we give a praise to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Father, thank you. God is in the house. He is here, amen? Oh, man, I tell you, I do never get tired of his presence. Why don't we pray? Father, we thank you that you are lifted high. Lord, we thank you that you allow our eyes to be opened more and more to you, that we can see you. Father, I ask that you open up our hearts now, that we can receive what you have for us today. We ask this in your name. Amen. How many of you have been in a conversation before with someone, and, and it might be that you're bringing some correction, or just, you know, just not that, not in a way, maybe some instruction or something. And you say to the person, you, you tell them, and they say, well, I didn't know. And that ever happened to anyone? I almost saw a hand. Okay, so a couple hands. Okay, yeah. They, they say it almost like, I actually caught myself saying it this morning. Uh, Miss Cassie was informing me something that she told me before that I clearly did not hear. And so, uh, and so I said, I didn't know. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to say that anymore. So I change what I say. I'm trying to change it. Uh, I'm, I will be mindful of that in the future. Because just not knowing isn't always an excuse especially when she's told me that a few times. And, and honestly, when people say that to us, it's so, almost in a way that there's an attitude in it. Well, I didn't know. Like, well, okay, let's, you know, I, I obviously hit a button there, you know. I mean, sometimes, depending on how it is, I feel like banging my head against the wall because you're not necessarily justified for not knowing, okay? I mean, especially if it's been out there a, a few times or if it's just kind of um, etiquette. For instance, one of the churches I was working at, I set up some food for a group that we were going to some snacks and stuff like that. And so the group was in session. They were doing that. Afterwards, they were kind of going to come out and have some snacks. So I set up all the snacks. And I did a good job as best as I could do. My wife could do much better the job than making it look nice. And I looked at it, and I went away, and I came back. And when I, when I went away, a, another group of people that weren't part of that group, they came, and they started helping themselves to the snacks. And I'm like, well, guys, what are you doing? This is for this group here, you know. Well, we didn't know. And I'm thinking to myself, well, like in me, I don't just help myself to things. I've actually, I'd rather go without personally. I'd rather go without than not knowing that it was for me. And I'm seeing some nods, so some of us are in the same agreement there. All y'all other ones, we need to pray for you because you didn't know and you just don't help yourself to other people's stuff if you don't know, okay? Just putting that out there. No, I'm playing. Sort of. But this got, to, this got me thinking a little bit. How many times do we move forward doing something that we really don't know what we're doing? And then with that, you know, just milling that around and everything, and then I started thinking a little bit more. Well, well how many times are we aware that we don't know? So my title of this message and my challenge you today is, Do You Know That You Don't Know? And if you can turn on or open up your Bibles to James, we're going to look at the first chapter of James 2 through 5. I'm going to be reading out of the Phillips translation because I just like that one for this verse on what we're going to be talking about here. And it says, When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers and sisters... Don't resist them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Realize that they, can, uh, that they come to test your faith and, produce, and to produce in you the quality of endurance. 
but let the process go on until that endurance is fully developed that, and you will find you have become men and women of mature character with the right sort of dependence. And if the process, in, in the process, any of you does not know how to meet a particular problem, he has only to ask God who gives generously to all men without making them feel foolish or guilty. And he may and he may be quite sure that the necessary wow, wisdom will be given to him. See, this verse shows me two things. And, I, and this translation too. The first thing it shows me, and, and all the translations will, will show you the first thing. God can use everything. Come on now. God can use everything. That means that the class load that you've gotten may that may seem overwhelming right now, that might be seeming like, oh my gosh, this is a whole semester given to us at once. Ah, I freaked out when I was a freshman here. I was like, what in the world? When is this all going to have to be doing? So I can only imagine how you guys guys and gals are feeling. Or the food that isn't exactly how your mom makes it. Or the rules in the handbook. Or even the roommate that snores a little more than you care for. God can use that. The day-to-day that comes into our life, God is able to use. And these trials of the day decay, they they come and have the opportunity to mold us into the men and women that God is calling us to be. But the other thing that shows, that I see in this verse, is that we don't need to know it all. Let me say that again. We don't need to know it all. When I graduated Elam, I was ready to take on hell with a water gun. I'm telling you, I had it filled with holy water and look out, devil, here I come. I mean, I was rearing to go. I mean, it was pride. I make mistakes. I still make mistakes, but that's beside the point. But I'm thankful that I had men and women in my life that were able to come alongside me and were still in my life that were able to speak into me and, and, and show me these areas of where I could... Um, improve. I mean, did I really need that though? I had my degree from Elam. I actually went to Nyack and, and before Elam had a bachelor's, I went to Nyack to make sure I had my bachelor's. I had a bachelor's in ministry. What else did I need to know? A lot. Don't get me wrong. Elam is going to give you a great education. I actually, their education is, is wonderful. I've actually brushed up and taken some classes recently just to brush up on things that I've thought I forget and knew I forgot and wanted just to make sure I'm firmer on. And yet, there are still going to be more times that we can learn outside of our classes and on campus. And unfortunately, I myself didn't pay attention to these lessons that God wanted to teach me outside of class, like cleaning toilets, mopping halls, hallelujah, raking leaves, oh, glory, Shoveling snow. That's from the devil, I'm telling you that much. Mm, Come on now. Can I get a witness? So as a senior pastor, now in a small church, what do I need to do? I need to clean toilets once in a while. I need to mop the hall when it needs to be mopped or vacuumed. I need to shovel snow before people come in. Because I love my church family enough to do that for them. In James 5, 1, 5, 
And it says, he writes, if in the process any of you does not know how to meet a particular problem, he has only to ask God who gives generously to all men without making them feel foolish or guilty. Has anyone ever asked a question? Actually, no. Has anyone not asked a question in fear of looking like a fool? I'll raise my hand. There have been times that I did not ask a question because I just didn't know. And thank God for Miss Cassie, I can go to her in private and be like, uh, what was this about and everything? Because she knows a little bit about the Elam going-ons more than I do. A lot has changed since I've been here, since I graduated. How about this? Has anyone, and I'm sure everyone can raise their hand unless you just never ask questions, has anyone ever asked a question and made, felt like a fool? I'll raise both hands for those who aren't raising their hands. So, I mean, that happens. There's that fear. But this verse is saying that you can ask God and, and he will not make you feel like a fool. He will not make you feel guilty for not knowing. However, to get there, to be able to ask him for that wisdom, we need to know that we don't know. I cannot tell you how many times I've done different projects around my house, around my church, on my vehicles, whatever it could be, and I'm like stuck. I'm following the manual. I'm doing everything I need to do, and I'm just like, oh, man, it says to do this, and I'm doing this, but it's just not working. God, give me wisdom with that. And as soon as I pray, all of a sudden, just this idea pops into my head. I'm like, oh, let me try that. Bam, it works. I'm like, oh, that's so great. I love it. I love it when he does that. He answered my prayer, but I had to ask for the wisdom. There are times in our life where we do need to press on. We have an enemy of our soul that is coming against us and wanting to distract us. He's wanting to derail us, if you would, get us off of our path. And those are the times we need to press on because we know that God has that higher calling for our lives. However, there will be times when God wants to give you a course change. And if we don't ask if we don't seek him, we're not going to know and we're going to miss our exit. We're going to miss the turn. Do we know when we don't know? Or do we just keep pushing on? In James 3, 13 through 18, in the ESV it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, conduct let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes from above, but earthly wisdom, but, uh, from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, excuse me, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in, in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Who is wise among you, he's asking. Show it through meekness. Depending on your upbringing or how many years you've been here at Elam Bible Institute in college, you might have a greater understanding than some others, some other classmates or underclassmen. Yet James is saying that if, if you have bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and be false in the truth. This is not the earthly wisdom he's saying. As you are students here, fake it till you make it will only get you so far. 
right? Come on now, let's be real here. You're, you're, you, the president, provost isn't here, it's just your deans, we love you, so let's be real. Fake it till you make it will only get you so far. And I guarantee you that those who are relying on the fake it till they make it, however far it does get you, there's going to be a big level of frustration in there. It certainly will. But James says in verse 17, 317, he says, But the wisdom comes from above is first, pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason. Now, the Greek for that phrase, open to reason, pretty much means just to comply. Do what I say because I said so. I don't really operate that way. And we could go into a little bit and why I feel like how it's not quite that and everything, but I'm thinking of a verse in Isaiah where God himself invites us to reason with the Lord. Come, let us reason together. And in the Hebrew, that word reason can almost mean argue together. Let's discuss this together. And that's what I'm highlighting here is is, is to, to talk it out. Just because you heard something one way does not mean it might be the right way. Just putting that out there. I'm not saying, on the same hand, I'm not saying that you have to be a puppet and accept everything that we say here either. I don't mind having a conversation why you don't agree why the dress code should be a certain way or why you can't wear a hat every time. I'm okay. We can talk that out. You will find that you're wrong. But we can talk that out. That's a joke. That's a joke, everyone. Come on now. Someone will say something to you. And you could either say, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that to me and hold resentment in your heart. Or you could go to the Lord and say, Lord, is there any truth in that? Like, is there, is there any like, little bit of truth in there that I could be working on myself with? That I can self-govern myself as a young adult here at, at EBIC? How many people have heard the saying, practice makes perfect? Raise your hands. Has everyone heard that? Practice makes perfect. Did you know that's a lie? Did you know you can practice how to do something wrong? And you can be really good at doing something wrong, but it's always going to be wrong? The way I've heard it is perfect practice makes perfect. Or correct practice, because some people get a little legalistic with the word perfect, and that's okay too. Star Wars fans, do I have Star Wars fans? Come on, raise your hand. Do not disappoint me. All y'all, I am praying for your souls that did not raise your hands. You need a revelation from the Holy Spirit. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I know, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, I'm sure you've heard this. Luke, I am your father. Right? Has most of us heard that? Did you know that's not in the movie? Exactly. That is not in the movie. Come on. Darth Vader says to Luke, I am your father, but he doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. And it came out with some skit on something, and it's become like doctrine that this is Star Wars, but it's not. Pastor Tim, what in the world is your point here? Good question. Just because you heard something, or it might be a popular thought, does not mean that it is always the truth. How about this? Let's go to the Bible now because, you know, it's kind of important here. Eye for an eye, right? Ooh, eye for an eye. That's biblical. I am sure some people in this room have grown up that if someone hits you, you hit them harder. If you hit me the first time, it better be good because if I get up, look out. That's biblical, eye for an eye, right? 
But listen to what Jesus said. Luke 6, 27 and 28. Jesus says, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Are you willing to listen? This is tough now here. Because that enemy, that person, that, that person was a jerk. They deserve, mm, you know? Look to my eyes now. Do not hit anyone. I will get my dad voice on that one. Do not hit anyone. No, I'm just joking. It won't go well for you. That fleeting pleasure of hitting someone will turn into frustration and other things and campus uh, hours that you got to do and all that stuff. Don't hit anyone. Let's go the route of Jesus here. Hallelujah. Let's go with what he's saying here. Take his advice. Love. Do good. Bless. Pray for those you want to lay the fivefold ministry on. Hallelujah. Come on now. It's amazing though because when we start praying for people, once we start Really, like, God, I'm angry right now. And I'm not saying praying for them. I heard this song one time. It was great. You know, they're like, I went to a church, and it said to pray for you. So I'm going to pray your brakes go out going down the hill. I pray a brick falls on your head. I pray all this stuff. Oh, don't worry. I'm praying for you. That's not what Jesus is saying here, okay? So get, get that out right now, okay? Cast that one out in Jesus' name. Mm. When we start really praying for the person, God starts to do something inside of us too. Do you know when you don't know? Are you willing to reason or discuss things? Are you willing to listen? Psalm 106, 13 through 15 says, But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked for, but he sent a, a wasting disease among them. They forgot his work. They didn't wait for his counsel. I am telling you, I can be so bad at this sometimes. Father, hallelujah, I'm praying. Mm. Lord, help me in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's go. What's next to do? Right? I mean, carving out devotional time can be a challenge sometimes, right? I mean, let's be real. It can be a challenge. You have your SOS duties. You have, you have uh, your, your other stuff. You have your classes. And don't forget about meals because, come on now, I've seen how some of you eating. So, no, not really. I mean, it's, a, it's good. But slow down. Take some breath in between a bite. It's not your last meal. And if you're being offended to this, that might mean it applies to you. Everyone's like, what is he talking about? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying here. We can, we can pray over you later. Don't get too easily offended. I'll give you more opportunity later. Don't worry about that. The year just started, okay? The Lord has some amazing, amazing things for you. And I'm not just saying that because we're here at Elam. 
I'm not just saying that because we're in a chapel. It's because I believe that. God has you here on, pur- on purpose for a purpose. Are you willing to wait for his counsel? Are you willing to listen? Well, that's not how I learned something, Pastor Tim. The way I learned it was this. Well, I'm sorry, but maybe as we can look through the scriptures, maybe we can see what the Bible really says versus how we have it in our minds. I can be bad at sometimes of of rephrasing things. So a conversation might have gone this way, but I heard it this way, so I'm going to say it that way. Once in a while, my wife and I will mirror back what we said to each other. She's like, I didn't say that. I'm like, well, that's what I heard. She's like, well, that wasn't the truth. Okay, so say it to me again. Say it to me again. James 4, verse 3. And even... And even when you ask, you do not get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only you want only what will give you pleasure. I had some friends who used to work at Burger King in high school. And they used to have this fun game called Does It Stick? And they would have a back wall in their in their in their place, and they would throw a patty against it. They would throw a bun with mayonnaise against it. They would just have this does it stick to the wall. So I'm going to put this and see if this sticks here, okay? Sometimes doing what God wants us to do is not going to be easy. Sometimes we believe, oh, I'm following you now, Jesus. It's all going to be easy. And I am sorry that someone told you that lie because it is not going to be easy. It is called dying to your flesh for a reason. If we are always seeking the easy road, maybe that might be why we aren't getting the answers we're looking for. Just maybe God has already told us what he wants us to do, but it looked like it was too hard, so I'm just going to go the easy road. Maybe. I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying that that sticks. If we're praying, Jesus, I want to be like you. Change me to your image. Allow me to think like you. But you're unwilling to reason with others. You're not willing to listen to your teachers or others in authority here. You may see that you're struggling to find that answer. Instead of being like Jesus, sometimes we try to get Jesus to be like us. And it doesn't work that way. So if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to reason, if you are, if you, I'm sorry, if you're not willing to listen, not willing to reason, if you're not willing to wait on the Lord, I venture to guess that you might be in the category of knowing, not knowing that you don't know. Has anyone ever missed a turn driving before? Y'all, you don't even know the struggles. We used to have this thing called paper. Okay, and we had to print out MapQuest paper directions. And if you missed it, you didn't have a redirecting. You had to backtrack until you found that exact road. And God forbid, because they don't always label the, 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 the streets the right way or something. So I'm telling you, you have it good. But even Google, I've noticed, they'll be like, take the second right now. Now they're starting to improve the directions even that much more because some poor souls heard Google say, take a turn now, and they thought literally now, so they started going down a train track. 
Google it. It's true. People did this. Sometimes Google can be so unclear that you think you're going the right direction, but then you end up missing the turn because it wasn't as clear as we were hoping for. Well, if we don't ask and continue to ask the Lord when we don't know, we are going to miss out on something. If you are unsure about something and want clarification on something, be willing to reason with us. Let's talk it out. Your deans are here not just to correct you. That might have to happen, but we're here for you, to talk with you. If you're unclear about something, your RA's here. They're not just here to correct you. They're here for you, to reason with you, to talk it out. Your teachers are here not just to correct you, but to instruct you. And uh, in, in humility, come, let's reason together. Let's gain an understanding of, of, you know what? I heard it this way, but now I'm really confused. Let's talk this over more. And go to God. Allow him to work in you. I challenge you, this will not be easy. It is not always sunshine and roses. Actually, it's quite cloudy around here sometimes, (laughs) physically. But it can be kind of challenging here spiritually too. Seek the Lord's counsel. Be willing to listen to the Lord and those he places in authority over you. Be open to reason. Doing all this, you will find that when you don't know, you can ask and turn and you will grow because you serve a gracious God. He is here for you. He will give you the wisdom. We are here for you. We will reason with you and discuss things. What did God tell you the last thing to do? For some of us, the last thing he might have told us to do was go to Elam. So that ministry opportunity that might be out there, it might be out there. But let's be at Elam right now. Let's be here and reason together and learn and grow. Learn what you don't know and strengthen what you already do know. But be open. Can we do that? Is that practical enough? All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Father, right now I just, we we just surrender to you now, Father. We're here in your presence with a wonderful worship that we were just been, just be made aware of your presence in such a great way this morning, God. Now we humble ourselves to you. We sang, when we called, you answered. We thank you that you are so gracious for that. Lord, we declare right now that we do not know it all. But we know you the knower and the creator of all things. Father, as we continue to move forward in this semester, I ask that each and every one of us seek your counsel, be willing to listen, be opening to reason with those around us. Father, I ask that you increase our discernment to know when to press on and when we need to admit that we don't know and can come to you and get clear direction. 
Father, that all this be done for your glory and for your kingdom and expansion. Amen.